Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Mike C, and we have got yet another great show for you this week. Before we get into everything that we've got to talk about this week, you know that I've got a couple of great co-hosts that are with me every week. I'd like to introduce them first. So first of all, he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for us snooping kids. Everybody, please say hello to Rich. That's right, man. Damn those Mystery Inc. And their new movie, too. Damn, damn that. <laughs> Although, I'm, I'm interested in that movie. No, I'm interested. I'm just upset with Matthew Lord getting... Yeah, he got he got canned, but we're we're still getting Captain Caveman and Snidely Whiplash. So I mean, hey, 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 and Blue Falcon and yes, yes, good stuff, good stuff. That was really on topic. I don't know if you knew this or not, but when we did the Three Fat Nerds podcast, the there's a new animated Scooby Doo movie calling coming out this upcoming year called Scoob, and it's got Mark Wahlberg in it as Blue Falcon. It's got quite the cast in it, really. And there's Captain Caveman and Snidely Whiplash are in it. Yeah, there's it's going to be like Hanna Barbera All Stars pretty much. Nice, pretty awesome. So I think it's about time. So 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 yours was perfectly on cue to that. That's why I was like I and we didn't even talk about this ahead of time. I thought of this last night. I was just like you know what? It's pretty awesome. I need a Scooby Doo beginning here. A Scooby Doo ending. Yeah, Scooby Doo ending. In the beginning. But yes, it was. So there it is. So you guys check that out. It'll be coming out. I think 2020, early 2020, I think it was. Yeah, Scoob. So, it's called yeah. Scoob. Nice. And yeah, it's animated, but it, it looks phenomenal. Well, well it's got placed. one hell of a cast. Well one placed cast. here. I, I'm going to pat myself on the back right now. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Good job. Good you job. hear that. All right. And you also hear him in the background here. He's our other co-host. He's your friend and mine, and he is the owner of 8122 Production Studios. Everybody, welcome back, Ron. What's happening? All right. So uh, what'd you guys do this past weekend? Uh, you know, I went up to uh, the Darien Lake on a rainy, cold day. I was out of town in Buffalo, New York, pretty much, uh, for the family, for Mother's Day. And yeah, I mean, it's still a good time, but it was rainy and cold. Nice. Sounds lovely. I prefer to have been doing what you were doing on uh, Friday. <laughs> yeah. So or Saturday, sorry. Saturday night. Yeah. So uh, and I almost forgot about it, even though we were talking about it on the show last week, because that's how absent minded I am on the weekends. But uh, yeah, at the right here in Binghamton, there's a brewery here called Galaxy Brewery. And um, they had uh, first a band called First Jason, which is fronted by Ari Lehman, who was the original Jason in the original Friday the 13th. He was the first Jason. He get was it? the first Whoa, Jason. Get it? Very, very original. Uh, so got to see his band play along with a couple of other bands. So I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, met him. Uh, great guy. Real nice guy. And uh, he also had uh, a girl that was an actress that was in uh, a movie that's going to be coming out that he's in. Uh, her name is Alyssa Leonard. And uh, so I got to hang out with the two of them. Um, I really hung out with her. <laughs> there you go. That, was, that was a good time. That was a good time. 
Um, but yeah, Ari, great guy. Um, you know, our, our friend Jimmy Gazdick uh, was there, as he always is. Uh, he had a friend of his there that was uh, doing a Jason cosplay. This guy was six foot six, six foot seven, looked exactly like Jason Voorhees. I mean, this this guy he could have been Jason in a Friday the Thirteenth movie. So I got my picture taken with him, hung out with those guys. Um, Jimmy introduces me to Ari, shakes my hand, says it's nice to meet me, and the first thing out of Jimmy's mouth was. Uh, you know, my friend Mike here, he does a horror podcast. First thing out of Ari Lehman's mouth, I'm doing it. I'm in. I'll do it. So we may be having Ari Lehman on the show coming up here in, in the near future. That would be pretty cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. And um, Alyssa Leonard, which, again, is uh, his co-star's uh, name. She's actually from the Syracuse area. So she doesn't live too far from here. And she was all about doing this. She actually asked me if she could be on the show. Uh, so it's not going to be a phone interview. It's not going to be anything we have to do from, from a distance. She's coming here to Binghamton specifically to be on our show in a couple of weeks. Sweet. That sounds like fun to me. So yeah, it'll be probably the first week or second week of June that we have her down here, depending on what her schedule is. But uh, great girl, a lot of fun, really good looking girl. <laughs> and uh, she's going to be the star and producer of um, a horror movie coming out. It's going to be available at Walmart and a couple of other places. It's going to be called, called Clown Motel. So we'll be having Alyssa on the show coming up here soon. Another another movie we need to get Derek. <laughs> oh to yeah, watch for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, a couple other bands that were there. There was uh, the band that was on before Ari's band uh, was actually called the Jasons. Four guys up there in full Jason costume. Uh, they had Jason masks on. They played their instruments in Jason masks. They sang through the Jason masks. Uh, they were a lot of fun, and I actually got a chance to talk to the lead singer and um, asked him you know, if he'd be interested in letting us use some of his music for the show, and he was all about it. So we're hoping to have uh, some of their music coming up here in a couple of weeks, um, you know, different, uh, different commercial breaks that we have. Although we don't really have commercial breaks. It's more just a break. Yeah, but yeah. still, that's what's, that's kind of what it would be if we had yeah. commercials. But, sure. You know, it's, sometimes it's nice to have just a little musical break, just break up the monotony of us talking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who wants to listen? I mean, to us if, you, if you want, I mean, I can chill during those times. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear you sing during the commercial breaks. Oh, jeez, so. I mean, this guy I, sings like an angel. Yeah, yeah, like uh, uh, touched uh, by an angel. Yes, yeah, pretty much. There you go. <laughs> thank, thank you, Ron. All right, so let's jump into the news. Uh, probably the biggest uh, story that we have. Oh, uh, of course, you're talking about Clownado. The trailer for Clownado's out. Yes, the biggest yeah. story in horror news right the, this week. That's it's it. amazing. No, yeah, it's, it's the perfect I, I, mix between killer clowns in outer space and Sharknado. I don't like, think how that, could this movie not be amazing? How I, could it not be? Well, I don't think that's the news. That's not the. That's not the, that the, the, the one. Yeah, that's not, not it. That, that, Are you yeah. sure? Although, Ron's, Ron's I'm pretty right. sure that wasn't. The news. Although I do feel like that's a movie that we need to have Derek review as well. Well, that's fine. But a, he doesn't like horror movies. B, he's scared of clowns. So I feel like that's that's the perfect nightmare. Is he scared of tornadoes? He, ooh, he might be. We have to find that out. That's fine. I have a feeling that he is. I think he's, he's, little, probably, he's, he's a little skittish. He's scared of a lot of things. Yeah. But no, that's not the biggest news? No. No, no. There was a different clown movie that has a trailer that hit oh, this past weekend. Yes. And that would be It Chapter 2. That's right. That is the biggest news. That is a movie he's willing to go to, by the way. Really? And, and Although I, he's getting scared after he sees that trailer. He has he seen he, the first one? Yes. yes. He wow. went to the theater and karate chopped the whole time. That's why he was in the <laughs> Yes. Did he, he wet his pants? Uh, just a little bit. Well, he was in the studio watching the trailer for this, and he almost wet his pants All in this right. trailer. All right. Oh, yeah, definitely. What would you guys yeah. think of the trailer? Uh, creepy 
as you know what. Yeah. <laughs> Try a- not to swear as, the kids as much. Say AF. As the kids would say AF. Yes, it is creepy. Uh, I like the fact that they opened up with a kind of like a creepy scene instead of like giving away like a, just a giant montage in the beginning. You know, I like that. I kind of wish they hadn't. I would have rather have had that saved. Yeah, for but the, you know what? There's still, it, but, but there's still a lot. There's gonna be a lot you, in it. There, but that scene alone, there's oh, still a creepy. lot that you that you could add to it. Yeah. Like they didn't give it away enough. You still don't. I you don't know if it's the old lady running at her, if it's her naked dad running at her, if it's Pennywise running. So like, there's there's still like a very big question mark there. So I mean, yeah. I feel like they didn't give too much away, but it did give you that eerie, creepy you know, feeling that. right away. Uh, also, gave me chills. Oh yeah, and then and then when they did go into the montage for the last forty seconds of it. It gave me the look that I wanted. Actually, believe it or not, with the movie has taken a beating from some people uh, that have had like early, you know, seen early clips and stuff of it. There was rumors and innuendo out there that the movie wasn't going to be as good as people think. And to see this trailer, I'm like, I think they might be wrong. Now, mind you, we've talked about it before. There has been awesome trailers and bad movies, right. but I, I, I don't know. I just I no. feel like this movie hit the tone that I think that I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it belongs with the first one. I mean, I, I didn't see anything there that made it look any, you know, like it didn't fit or anything like that. I think it's going to be an awesome movie. Yeah. Ron, what did you think about no, it? No, I, I liked it. I, I actually liked the scene when they're looking, when the reflections in the that mirror was awesome. or in the window, the, yeah. the whatever storefront, and it's actually them as kids. Yeah. I, I always like that kind of thing. And that just, so do I. And that, that just connected. I'm like, you know what? Okay, we're good. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. We'll watch it. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. So. Coming up in September, everybody. September can't get here soon enough for I that. Know. But I'm glad that they uh, unleashed a trailer on us. And I, I like how they did it, how how they announced it last week. We talked about it uh, in the Times Square. We talked about it last week's show. Unfortunately, it came out after uh, our show was recorded and after it was released even. And uh, we, I got it up there. I was on uh, at work at noon looking at it, waiting for them to post it. As soon as they did, I posted it to our pages, which that's kind of funny. I literally was. I kept refreshing. And then once it hit, I was like, pew, pew, pew. Like just being quick on just up send to it the out. minute news on Horizon 607. Send it out, man, because they, they at least let us know it was going to be at noon. Yeah. So that was perfect. Yeah, it was nice. Um, so Bill Murray, yeah, there's some news, a little bit of news, a little snippet of news. Uh, he, uh, was quoted as saying that he would definitely love to be a part of the new Ghostbusters film. There hasn't been any, any casting news of the Ghostbusters themselves up to this point. Just that Finn Wolfhard, speaking of it, uh, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things and It Chapter One, uh, is going to be in it, uh, along with a couple of other people. But uh, there hasn't been any of the Ghostbusters cast, but Bill Murray, who's been the pain in the neck about getting a third one off the ground all these years, he was the first one to say he wants to be a part of it. I was going to say, I, I feel like we all just assume that they're all going to be back. Yeah. yeah. I just, oh, yeah. I find it a little odd. I mean, it's going to be starting shooting here pretty soon. It's it, The filming starts, I believe, in June. Yeah, but how, much of this, but how much of this is just, let's keep it under wraps? Maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just little snippets here and there. You know, in this day and age, I think everybody's starting to take the Marvel playbook. Marvel got got away with put doing everything under wraps, and actually Disney and Total, because Star Wars too, kind of keeping everything closed, keeping everything tight knit. And I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's successful," because then people want to see it. Right. And, and something big like a gigantic IP like Ghostbusters, probably like one of the only IPs that Disney doesn't own, uh, is you know they they would be smart to take that from there right. and go, "Hey, we're just anticipating everybody's back, and we're probably anticipating maybe some new Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters in training, something like that." But, you know, I, I feel like you'll I definitely... Uh, Ernie Hudson has said forever that he's in. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I don't think you have to have a new quote from him. He's been, Ernie Hudson's been talking about being in before there was anybody, any movie around. Right. That movie made him. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Like, like, like it or not. Like, you hate to say it, that movie made him. 
I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, it, yeah. it is well, Dan, it is Dan, it is Dan Aykroyd's baby in a oh, way. Yeah, yeah, and I know that he was attached to the script somehow as well. Yeah, that, probably, there's no way he won't be in it. So, no, yeah, so. he'll be there. And I, I think it's just the, the fact that with Bill Murray, that it's just like time. He's realizing everybody's getting old. I think he was the one that was the wild card. I yeah. think that he was the one that we were all like, "Wow, is he going to be in it?" And then there was also, you know, the leaked, alleged leaked uh, uh, pictures from the set of uh, Zombieland Two. Where Dan, where Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray are seen in pictures together on set, right? Which is, you know, they were both rumored to be in the movie, and then there was pictures, and you know, once again, you never know. They were leaked. It, it could be whatever, but hey, at least they were there talking, and that gave everybody hope. Like, yep, all right, this right. is gonna happen. And like I said, I I do know that uh, Aykroyd was t- attached to the script because yeah, I do believe he's one of the screenwriters yeah. uh, with uh, yeah. Jason Reitman. So I'd be surprised if he's going to write the script and not be in the movie. Right. Like, that would be a total shock. He might not be a main character. Maybe they'll all fall back and they're training a new generation and we're looking at something different. But I don't think that you're going to see, you know, you're definitely going to see uh, Dan Aykroyd back full force as Ray Stance. Yeah. And Ernie, like I said, Ernie Hudson's been all about <laughs> for oh, yeah. years he's been talking about this for 20 plus years that he's like anytime they call you know who you're gonna call ernie hudson he's coming in <laughs> he, ghostbusters is his thing so i i'm sure that you know out of the surviving members the only one that was re- a real wild card in my mind was bill murray yeah. and if he's like hey if they ask me then i'm doing it right i feel like it's not gonna take long for that to be put together yeah. and how much of that might just be them saying hey go out in public and say something just so. right well he did say in the article or the uh I don't know if it was a tweet. I didn't get a chance to really see what it was published in or anything like that. It was on bloodydisgusting.com. Um, but he, he did mention how much fun he had making the remake and popping up in that. So I think that kind of got his, you know, got yeah. got the juices flowing for exactly. him. And he's he's all about doing another one. So Will this pull Rick Moranis out of retirement? That's, you know, I, I have a feeling that everybody else is going to be involved. You know, Annie Potts, uh, Sigourney Weaver, everybody except for... Uh, Except for uh, Rick Moranis. Well, here's the thing: you never know. You I, never know. When everybody starts coming back. You know, it's like all right, cameo, maybe fine, to hell with it. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's all it takes. Like, well, all right, I, we're getting the band back together. You know, I mean, he, right. he, pulling he, a real yeah. a Blues Brothers moment. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Well, he, he only left the industry to go take care of his wife and stuff, right, and right. Kind of got fell fell off of it and never wanted to come back. Right. I mean, I know he's talked about. He's there's always been talk that he's like, yeah, maybe someday. But like oh, yeah. I said, when you when you have that moment yeah. where the band's coming back together, those are usually the moments that people are like, you know, I, at least for a cameo to hell with it. Just because, hey, this is something that yeah. basically, this is the reason why all of them had a monster career. Yeah. Like, this is the little engine that could for all of them. I mean, uh, you know, before that, yeah, Bill Murray and and, and, and Harold Ramis had been in, in, in movies before together even, and yeah. they were successful. But, like, this was a mega successful cult classic movie. In, in like in all stands, you know, yeah. You know, of course, you know Dan Aykroyd coming from you know SNL and doing other things. Bill but Murray once too. again, yeah, well, yeah. But I'm just saying, but by this time, Bill Murray and Harold Ramis had already started doing movies. Like Stripes yeah. had already been out, and you know, so they were already, Caddyshack. you know, yeah, they were already movie stars, if you will. You know, Aykroyd hadn't made it really. I mean, he had been on the big screen, but nothing like major he yeah. was blues brothers was pretty big yeah but he was yeah yeah it was but that was more pretty of a job think about it too, it's more right? of a john belushi film though yeah right? yeah like yeah, when that, people when you talk about the the blues brothers you know most that, people remember belushi yeah. and then that was that was a that, that was more a cult yeah it is like, like it, did, it did a thing in the theaters but because back then it just took so long to come but once it hit right i mean kind of seeing it again on video or whatever 
that just went out. Yeah, right. went I don't out. think it was. I, we could do the numbers, but I, I, I would be safe. It'd be safe to say that Ghostbusters blew it away as far yeah, as numbers so. in the theaters. Oh yeah, and not 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 saying anything against Blues Brothers. I love it. I'm just saying that also in being a John Belushi vehicle that Dan Aykroyd was just the tag along partner in to right. being like basically his own baby with him and Harold Ramis. And once again, John Belushi was supposed to be in Ghostbusters. Little that's a that's a little known fact for yeah. some people out there, but yeah, the the role that Bill Murray plays was written for John Belushi. But of course, John Belushi died before the production right. of that movie. But that was that role was written for him by Dan Aykroyd. So we, w- how different would Ghostbusters be if John Belushi was Peter Vakeman? Right, right. So, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I think I prefer the world where Bill Murray was Peter Vakeman. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's because that's what we got to see. Because I don't know, I don't know if Belushi brings the same, you know, thing to the table that 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 uh, Bill Murray does. Yeah. Because right. at least with Bill Murray, you can believe, you know, the, the way the character was written. I don't know if that's a Belushi character. Belushi played more of a goofy character. I'm not saying anything wrong because he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. But, or comedic actors, I should yeah. say, of all time. But, yeah, I, I still, I don't I don't like thinking of a world without, you know, Bill Murray as Peter Vakeman. Yeah, I can't picture it. He just played it too perfectly. Yeah, so exactly. But, like I said, it's kind of a fun fact when you learn that that role was actually written for John Belushi. Right. Um... Now, I know we've talked this movie to death, but there's another superhero slash horror movie coming out called Brightburn. Very soon, actually. Very soon. Next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. This upcoming weekend, the weekend after. Sorry. Sorry, I want to just clarify that. Uh, And there was a new uh, Red Band trailer that came out. I know you saw it. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. It was a Red Band scene trailer. So basically, there was very little. uh, It was a full scene from the movie, pretty much. And then on the end, there was like a little flip through that wasn't very long, like 10 seconds. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's probably one of the most disturbing things I've seen. Uh, That's why it was a Red Band. Uh, uh, So basically, the scene that we've seen before in the coffee shop or the diner, if you will, where, you know, the, the he just and he's inside of the, the cooler that's mm-hmm. been in all of them pretty much. So they extended that scene out where she's counting money and then she's messy. She, he's like she's being messed with by, you know, the, the character. And then finally, like the lights are going on. And the, the, the part that gets you is the one of the light tubes smashes. And she's looking up, and when you go down, she drops to her knees, and you realize that there's a piece of glass in her eye. And most movies, you know, they show you try to pull for it, but they pull away. No, 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 no. In this movie, she grabs a hold of it. It follows it the whole time as it's being pulled out of her eye. And right at the end, when it pulls out, there's a little of blood that just splurts out into the floor. God. And then they do the, ca- the rest of the camera shot in that scene is done where it looks like what it would her vision would be, so like partially bloody and blurry. And then she covers her one eye right before that the scene where he flies into well, presumably flies into the thing. Yeah, it was yeah, it was squeamish. I'm not a big fan of eye stuff, and for those people who were thinking, "Oh, this is just a su- dar- a darker superhero movie." Oh no, I think they proved it's a horror movie because <laughs> I don't know what's more horror than like glass in the eye being pulled out and just, uh, just yeah. it was disturbing yeah. squeamish. So I think that's why they put it out to the world is because they wanted to show that hey, it is a dark superhero movie, but it is still very much like a horror movie. This isn't one of those like oh, it's a light like there's a tinge of horror in it. I think it's straight on horror. I don't remember what movie I saw that had the trailer for this in the beginning and there was a guy with his, I think, girlfriend and maybe even a kid or two or something on the side. He goes, man, that just looks like a Superman movie. And I just started laughing. Like, well, you're not wrong. That's that's the point. It is. It's supposed to be a dark. It's supposed yeah. to be Superman. Only very dark. Yeah. And uh, I think it's covering that base. I, for one, have been wanting to see this movie since we've heard about it. And so my wait is almost over. I'm super excited. I actually posted something on our uh, 
Twitter page about it and got a response from somebody who had seen it uh, as a screener and told me that uh, get ready, it's 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 as good as you think it is. Nice. So awesome. that was kind of cool. So visit uh, the I can't remember if it was the Three Fat Nerds podcast one or if it was the Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven. It was one of those two. Sorry guys, I get mixed up because I'm posting on so many different things. But uh, yeah, one of them got a comment from somebody who watched the screener and said that it's amazing and that uh, I should be excited to see it. So That's awesome. I'm excited now even more because I wanted to see this movie. I've been excited to see it. I, I thought it could strike out. And then I have somebody actually being like, hey, listen, it's it's good. Yeah, this is going to have to be one of those movies where I don't go at 10 o'clock in the morning to watch it <laughs> by myself like a loser. I think I'm going to have to go with you guys to see this one. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going, I, man. I'm hoping to hold your hands and sit on your laps and uh, <laughs> sing Kumbaya. Sing Kumbaya while we watch the movie. And, comes yeah. out comes out the same weekend as Aladdin. <laughs> the double feature double feature with we'll Aladdin. talk about them both here on HZ 607 a whole, a whole new world yeah whole new world. see Rod's gonna sing Don't for you, you dare close your eyes that is beautiful, that beautiful. I thought the Rich sang like an that angel was a great got rendition. the wrong guy I want to sing in between our breaks here but uh, with that if you have anything speaking of our social medias if you have anything you want to add or comment on anything we talk about you can do that by uh, go ahead do that on our Facebook page Horrorzone607. Just search that in. If you don't already, like and share that page to help us out. Also, uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Horrorzone607. For all social medias, when you're trying to join our conversations, it's simple. Just use hashtag HZ607. All right. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate that. We're going to take a quick break because uh, that's all the news I've got. But we're going to be coming back with Rich, who's got some more stories and uh, some news to talk about himself. <laughs> zone and uh we got some more uh, horror news this week first up there's a little uh, it, uh i would say it's an indie film because it's not really catching much like i don't think it's getting a wide release uh it's definitely going to be available on uh blu-ray and dvd and maybe even a streaming site it says dvd and digital on july 23rd uh lionsgate's putting this movie out it's called rock paper scissors mm. and that doesn't sound scary in its own but then i'm going to tell you it was written by carrie fleming and the man who created Friday the 13th, Victor Miller. Nice. And it's being directed by Tom Holland, who is most famously Fright Night and Child's Play director. So it's got a pretty good pedigree. Uh, the trailer just came out this week. It looks, uh, yeah. It's uh, basically a kidnapping of young women and uh, painting their faces 
almost like I, I wouldn't say a clown look, but it's like the, the doll. doll like a, yeah, yeah, like a yeah, doll. It's like look. a porcelain doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's you see the scene. He's got one, li- you know, tied. You know, she's locked down on this table, and he says, "We're gonna play rock paper scissors." And they both throw rock, and he goes, he changes his. The paper goes, "You lose," and he's about to bash her arm. And when the cops stop him, that's how the trailer opens, and then it takes you through. You know, is he reformed? No, he's not. And it goes in, so it could happen. It's one of those things where it could happen. They're locked in his basement. It always makes it creepy. It's got a decent cast in it as well. Uh, Luke McFarlane is in it. Michael Madsden is also in it. And, of course, Oscar winner Tatum O'Neill is also in this movie. Ooh. Uh, it looks it looks pretty uh, impressive. Uh, the the uh, It looks really creepy when you look at the cover of the Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. And I'm showing the guys. Sorry, you guys can't see it. But the cover of the Blu-ray looks really creepy. July 23rd, it does come out on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. I will definitely be checking this out because it's right up my alley. I like that kind of psychological stuff. Uh, I think it's a perfect segue for Victor Miller because obviously Victor Miller has taken some time out to write this movie in the last couple years from his uh, long legal battles over Friday the 13th, which we've covered ad nauseum on this show, but we kind of want to throw an update out there. It's a minor one, so we won't be doing too much time. Uh, the appeal, of course, went in. It's what stopped everything. Uh, there is uh, Today they have announced, when we're recording this on so Wednesday, uh, they have announced that they are going to a phone mediation, a court-ordered phone mediation in the uh, within the next week. So maybe we'll get done uh, if the mediation goes well. And this is court order. They have to come to the table. If they can mediate it out, maybe. Maybe we're done. You know, I'll tell you what, a hug goes a long way. <laughs> I, I I wish you were telling the truth. I don't I don't know what's going on here. Like I said before, I think it's good old fashioned American greed yeah. at work. Uh, because I don't know why anybody else wouldn't just be moving forward. We've had this I discussion. And I'm not going to get back into it again. Uh, I I think that everybody just needs to come. So hopefully this judge going, hey, listen, I'm tired of this BS. Uh, you're going to do a phone mediation and just get to the bottom of it if we can. If not, and the phone mediation doesn't work, if you, I feel like this judge is really patience wearing thin on one side. Good. So we might get a decision either way. So phone mediation better be taken seriously because I think this is going to be the last uh, attempts, especially for the Cunningham uh, camp, Horror Inc., to uh, resolve anything. Right. Because I think if, I feel like if this judge is court-ordering mediation, he feels like they're not being reasonable, and he feels I feel like that's going to hurt them in going forward. So I feel think that they should really go out there and yeah yeah uh uh good news this week came out for all you american uh, horror story fans uh it has been confirmed before but now is a little more added on the next installment the next season if you will of american horror story will be called 1984 and it will take an 80s slasher style you know uh, approach to american horror story i've been waiting for this kind of a season from that show since it began yeah yeah absolutely you know, it's. I've gotten sick of the show. I couldn't even watch it last. I watched two episodes and I quit. I don't know what happened. It just. It was getting over the top. The year before, horrible. The the show has gone down the toilet, and it's more at this point. They're just trying to get political points across and swear as much as they can. And I want to see a great story. Mm-hmm. I want to see a slasher story. This intrigues me. I agree. I'm a, I'm always a, I've been a fan of American Horror Story. The last two seasons have been a little harder. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the Covenant series to begin with. 
Now, and see, so I didn't like it, it to start, but I liked it better as it went, and I thought the ending was great. And and so bringing back the Covenant idea, which they did last year, yeah, it's kind of like I was, never got that far. So. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that's what they did. Basically, I knew it was a sequel over. to Covenant. Yeah. It was a little mixture. I, I did. I just. I didn't like it as much. Uh, the season before the Roanoke season, I was. Uh, I was. I was. I don't. The found so footage. It started good. amazing, and then when it became, when it went from the backstory into the reality, the reality show, the show, instantly went down the toilet, and then yeah. it got worse in the last. I think it was two episodes. Yeah, or I agree with you. I. I just. That's where I lost. I loved the first. The first, first couple. Part, ep- the first third of the season was good. Yeah, mockumentary just, style. Yeah, the great. mockumentary style was great, and then once they went into. Yeah. yeah, it just got. It was like by episode it, it, it five, lost. it tanked, and that's sad because like the seasons before when you would when you had a hotel, hotel was. See, amazing. I haven't watched that one. I, I heard it wasn't very good, so I never what? gave it a chance. Oh man, you got to watch it. Go back. Did you like Murder House? I did like Murder House. So hotel be up your alley. You're good. Okay. Yeah, it's great, and Lady Gaga's phenomenal. That's what I heard. Yeah, there's the vampire element to it, but there's another whole element. Oh, it's so good. Just trust me, watch it. It's it's actually really good. So now with 84, I'm with you, and because we're slasher fans here, as you know, I can't wait to see what they do with the 80 slasher movie, so that'll that'll be cool to see what they do with it. You know, I'm glad that Evan Peters isn't going to be in it, too. I got sick of him. I kind of hope that they get rid of uh, Sarah Paulson, too, which I think she's going to be back for it. I, I've got fatigue for both of them. It's let's let's get you know you're gonna do an anthology series. You got what you could out of them. Let's get a new cast in. Let's let's try some new people and see what you can do with it. You know that, that's how I feel about it. I'm I'm pretty sure she's gonna be back for it. I think it probably would have been announced by now if yeah, she wasn't. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm digging the idea anyway. So also announced this week was the next installment of the Purge, the movie series. We already know that we all were fans of the Purge television show Mm -hmm. and it's coming back for a second season this upcoming year but we didn't know when the next installment of the movie series was going to be we do now 2020 we will have the next installment of the purge movie series and the the blumhouse is teasing it could be the last purge uh i believe it when i see it gentlemen but what's your take on that (laughs) um if it makes money there will be another yeah oh yeah that's why i said i'll believe it when i see it yeah and right now, horror's making good money, so I don't think we're going to be losing the purge anytime soon. Especially when you have TV, the TV show took off like a son of a bitch. Yeah, and it was and, great. And now we have a season two on the way this upcoming year, and that's going to be awesome, because I can't wait to see that. But on top of it, yeah, I don't I don't see it anymore. Yeah, the TV series kind of fills in the blanks between the movies and whatnot, you know, at least, you know, the first season of it did. But, um, yeah, yeah, I... I I, I can see it being quote unquote the last purge, but they're it'll come back somehow. They'll they everything gets resurrected in horror. If it makes money, it comes back. I'm I'm with you on that. Well, we're gonna switch over to something that Ron's an expert in the DC universe, as we've talked about before. Coming in and out, Swamp Thing. Uh, it was you know it was there, then it wasn't. Now we're, we know we're back on. We know it's coming out very shortly. We've got a new teaser trailer for Swamp Thing, and they've brought in the love story. So Ron, and who, wait, wait before we get the oh, who's the love story, guys? Who is it? What's her name? <laughs> we're not going to give you the pleasure. Just stay. Just, just, just you're it's, drooling it's, all over yourself. It's Crystal Reed. I we know we we're well aware. We got to get around the show because so you, you drool you drool all over as soon as as soon as it comes up. If we can get Alyssa <laughs> Leonard here from from whatever Clown Motel, wow, wow, Crystal yeah. Reed got him all baffled. Yeah, wow. she did. She's got me hot and bothered because that's what Crystal all, Reed does to me. He's all blushing I think, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm like sweating a little bit. Yeah, I got to apologize to our possible future interview with Alyssa Leonard. Just oh, I love Alyssa. She's great because you're just like who cares like, that's, <laughs> that's not that's not nice it was more of the movie i just couldn't remember the name of it because it's crystal <laughs> reed the future former mrs mike c you know it's 
Yeah. It's going to happen. He's, he has that dream every day. But it's going to happen. Let's, let's reel it you, back in. Okay, yeah. Back, I, I'm sorry. You, you, I didn't mean to step all over you, your, your toes here, you Ron. You mean your future ex-wife? This is... <laughs> this is this is Ron's. This is Ron's moment to shine here, and you're stepping all over it. Anyways, going back to it, Ron, since you are the expert on the DC universe because you've watched a bunch of the shows, how did you feel about this trailer, and how do you feel about the direction of Swamp Thing? It's it's fine. It's it's everything you. It's the way that he needed to go with it. Uh, like the questions we all have is what's going to happen at the end with the shortening of the season. But I'm for I like the ten episode seasons. Like I, it just gets rid of a lot of the fill. I mean, the love interest is fine. They finally they have her there. That's what you need. I mean, that could also. I mean, they have casted Batman for Titans, do the Swamp Thing crossover in Gotham when she gets taken to court. You know, I'm all about that for season two. There you go. There <laughs> you know, you because go. she allegedly had relations with a non-human, and she goes to court. If you ever watch that star, uh, Swamp Thing arc, I forget what issues it's in, but that's one of my favorite arcs where. She, for whatever reason, she goes to Gotham for for a trial, and uh, Swamp Thing just takes over Gotham, and Batman's fighting Swamp Thing, and it just ends on the whole mark of, do you really want to start pissing off other people in this world? Because Lois Lane is human, and Superman's an alien. Do you really want to go down this way? Right. <laughs> No, is there any graphic novels? Yeah, for yeah, that? yeah, yeah. There's all, yeah. It's in, it's in graphic novels. I have to. Yeah, I have to get some names from you. I'll have to. I have to look it up real quick. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's okay. But uh, that's, it's, okay. that's one of the best I'll stories. To, I'll have to read it at some point. We'll have to it, talk about it. Yeah, because it like starts off like with the trial and all that stuff, and Swamp Thing just comes through the uh, floors of the of the courthouse and just starts doing his thing. And he's like, and they're like, well, you know, you can't do this. And then it just cuts to like. Three months later, and the trial's still going on, and uh, Gotham's just all overgrown, and you got Batman flying through with this big old Batmobile, cutting down trees and stuff, trying to get, and there's just people all over being like, oh, it's our happy time, because he's just doing the Poison Ivy stuff, mm-hmm. making everybody all happy. They're all, like, half naked, dancing around and stuff. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, it's, it's actually a really good story. I've been doing that this entire show in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, well, you know what? Let's end uh, the, this new segment on a fun note. Uh, kind of fun note, I guess, except for if you were the parents and or children here. So there was a report uh, that came out this week <laughs> from a theater in Canada uh, that was showing Detective Pikachu. Of course, Detective Pikachu opened to a $56 million like a uh, box million. office. Yeah. It was number two only behind Avengers Endgame this on its opening weekend. Only at 62. Almost oh, over yeah, three yeah, it's almost it's almost caught up. So th- it did well. Detective Pikachu did. If you want to hear more about that, check out the Three Fat Nerds podcast. We talked about this week a little bit. Uh, however, uh, these fans in Canada who went to see it Got a little surprise. Well, first we'll start in the trailers. <laughs> so instead of Detective Pikachu being a family movie, he has family trailers in front of it, presumably. And uh, the trailers in front of this were not family friendly. Uh, they were horror trailers, and uh, he didn't go into details about I'm which trailers. Burn. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming Brightburn was definitely one of them. I would assume. Uh, I don't know if I, he didn't uh, give the date, so I don't know if it Chapter Two no, would have been one of them. One of them, but there's there's been there was there was quite a different ones. He didn't go into detail. He just said. There was, uh, at this point, there was some kids unsettled, some even crying. Didn't they show the Child's Play trailer? I think yeah, the Child's Play was one of the trailers. Yeah, yeah right. I read Child's right. Play, Brightburn, uh, there's probably, uh, uh, what was the other one? I don't know, but mom, it's not as, it's, mom, yeah, my, probably mom. mom. But it, once again, it's it, it's not important. The, the important part is there was kids crying and it upset children because they're there to see Detective Pikachu and they're being uh, subjected to some uh, horror movie trailers. But it doesn't just end there. 
No, no, no. This movie theater starts playing the movie, and it plays the opening of Curse of La Llorona instead of Tehari Pichu. Incidentally, uh, those trailers were all in front of that movie when I went to see it. So, so spoiler alert, the beginning, this is a spoiler alert, the beginning of La Llorona starts with the tale of La Llorona, and it's as she drowns her two children in in the lake or (laughs) body of water. So here's a theater full of families and kids watching two children being drowned. And uh, yes, let the demonic looking mother <laughs> and as the person who wrote this article said let the uh let let the, the screaming and crying begin there was a mass exodus so uh, the, the, the theater i i've heard tried to make it better to people but yeah it's but, uh, i i feel like this, i would have been that guy but this could only have happened in canada because they want to probably want eh, that's probably something else yeah eh. i can see it happening in places like maybe rhode island too I, well, it's just my eh, guess it seems like a kind eh. of place where you take your that? kids to see a horror movie no, how, how about that? We'll just wait until this trailer's done. It should be able to go again. Nothing against Rhode Island, by the way. I love I, it's very lovely out there. <laughs> oh, jeez! Listen, he's digging himself holes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but if you have anything to add to this segment, or you want to join our conversation here once again, Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Facebook at Horizon Six Hundred Seven on Twitter and Instagram hashtag HC Six Hundred Seven to join our conversation. And uh, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to uh, give you what we promised. Uh, I wish I could be more over the top with it but uh it's going to be our the horror zones horror zone 607 talking horror review of extremely wicked shockingly Shockingly evil evil and vile vile. yeah see we got a mouthful we got it right together uh so we'll be right back Welcome back to The Zone. Before the break, Rich mentioned that it is time to talk some horror. And uh, this week, uh, again, you know, he mentioned we were going to give you what we promised last week. And that's, uh, we both happened to watch the movie, finally, that came out. We've been talking about ha- for months. Happened to? I mean, it's gotten, it's gotten quite a viewership. A lot of people have happened to watch this movie. Yeah, and at two I, hours long, it's not a happened to moment. I, no. <laughs> I bowed no. out after Rich started talking about it. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. The Ted Bundy. Do we call it a biopic? Uh, I guess. I guess it's a biopic. I With guess. some liberties. Well, okay. So let, <laughs> yeah. me, let me just dive right in because I, 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 I'm, we agree on some things. So we'll just go back and forth. But let me dive I think right we in. agree on most first, of it. Actually. First thing, first, it is not a horror movie. 
Uh, and I understand that. I just want to get it out of the way. And it's not, and, and you know, before we were telling you, like, you have to separate. And if it's a psychological thriller, it's still horror and stuff like that. And we all need to come together on that. No, this is not a horror movie at all. It's actually a crime drama. Yeah. Uh, it was billed as not a crime drama, though. It was billed. <laughs> if you remember, all the advertisers and everything were, oh, look how outraged people are. They can't believe they did this. Yeah. So going into this movie, and not to mention, Netflix itself says that it's got graphic violence and everything else on the corner thing. It's promising all this shit that's not in the movie. Yeah, I could have watched this with, like, kids. You could have put this on. You could have put... This could have actually, with the exception of one, one show of dead boobs and some swear words, yeah. you could have put this on television. Yeah. You could have edited and you could have gotten rid of the one part and you could have put this on television. Yeah. Okay. So don't go into it. The outrage. I don't get it. Somebody might, if you, if you don't understand why there's outrage about this movie, please, you know, I understand exactly what it is. It's the age of entitlement. It's all these social media warriors. You guys can, you know, if there's any of you out there listening and you're going to get all bent out of shape because of what I'm saying, go right ahead, say something. But I think that most people would agree. The social media warriors got a hold of this. They had never seen the movie. It hadn't been out yet. They didn't know what they were talking about. It was because they thought that they had Zac Efron, one of Hollywood's big actors, quote unquote, glorifying a mass murderer. and there's no glorification. There's just, no glorification. There's not. It doesn't even really show any violence in the movie the, for the most part. A couple uh, scenes, but... Until, well, in, well, here's the thing. Until the last 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes, yeah. five minutes, it's the end of your movie. Uh, uh, once again, spoiler alert, we're doing a review. We're not going to... Once again, there's not much. It's a, it's a biopic. If you, you know just, the you know Ted Bundy life, story, you, you know the if story. If you watch the Ted Bundy tapes, first of all, if you watch the Ted Bundy tapes, you saw way worse than the Ted Bundy tapes. I just yeah. want to point this out. Secondly... If you know that story, you know this story because it's basically the same story, okay? And uh, we'll get to one of those problems in a minute with that. Until the end of the movie, the last five minutes when we're hitting the resolution is the first time you see any act of violence perpetrated on screen and anything inappropriate, which the boobs in question are black and white so you can barely see them and it's a headless woman, okay? Secondly, in that same scene, they do a flashback prior to that where he hits this said woman over where he's getting her into his car so he hits her over the head with a tire iron that's it that's the only violence in the whole movie that's it and it's in the last five minutes they talk ad nauseum about stuff they even play the real uh clips of the television stuff but there's never a show of bodies there's never any violence now mind you i didn't need this movie to be grotesque i will say that i did not need it to be grotesque i did not whatever but in a movie that's turning into a crime drama that takes place the for the two-hour movie, an hour of it takes place basically in the court trial. Yeah. And to see no real, like, footage or evidence or, like, a recreation of something. So, basically, you would believe that he might be innocent because you don't see anything. Yeah. Like, they start the movie off hot. They start off out of order because it's it's they start off with the stalking of, of somebody that doesn't even happen until later than what they're portraying. Right. Uh, and I mean, obviously, they start off with him meeting Liz. But after that, they go into something that doesn't happen until later in the timeline, which is fine, whatever. It's a movie. You can do what you want. The problem with it then becomes, it just goes right into him being arrested. Like, And you don't see him get arrested. You just see him then in a, a holding cell questioning. Yeah. And then you see him in court. And then you see him in another cell. Like, you never see any action point to, to this. And this is the bad part. When they said they plugged this movie, they said that it was going to be from his longtime girlfriend Liz's perspective. At least at this point in Juncture, it was from her perspective a little bit. I mean, you're at seeing that point, him, yeah. but it's well, how it's affecting them in their relationship right. and their life. And then, about 30 minutes of the movie, we go away from that. 
Except for little clips back and forth to her life where she's, you know, slugging around because he's now on the run or in prison or on trial. And she, you know, the love interest of Haley Joel Osment, you know, uh, his love interest towards her and trying to help her out. And like, there's, there's those little things, but they're very little compared to just him being in different holding cells, areas, uh, <laughs> courtrooms. It's just, it's, it's basically the Ted Bundy show without anything to go link to the crimes that's it yeah like that's the best way that i can tell you it's just a lot of talking yeah i mean and honestly it picks right up after he's done most of the killing i yeah. think it's before he escapes to florida uh because that takes oh, place it's way in before. the movie well, they, they do it but, real, but they, the, the first 30 minutes is such a quick montage yeah basically they just it's not rush even a montage they just rush everything through this. and it didn't even done montage style basically what they did is they rush through so it's goes just from a quick him recap meeting, about it goes the from him meeting liz yeah, there's a little bit of a snippet in the middle, in the beginning. But it goes from him meeting Liz to him stalking somebody that was further down the list anyways. To, yeah. To instantly him being incarcerated in Utah. Yeah. Then transferred to Colorado after yeah. he escapes from Utah. Then he gets picked up. Then he gets transferred to Colorado. And then in Colorado, he escapes again. And then that's when he goes to Florida. Right. And then, yeah, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. And then it shows a scene that I'm not for two scenes in Florida that I'm... I don't even think are part of the story. And I've, 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 I would say maybe that maybe I'm wrong, but in all the things I know about Ted Bundy, I, and I, and trust me, I, like I told you guys before, and this is why I had this, I have a fascination with serial killers. Cause I just don't understand how somebody could do any of this shit. And I'm like looking at this movie and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think this happened. First scene is he's in a bar in Florida. It flash forwards to two weeks later in Florida. He's at a bar talking to some sorority girls. And then then the, then it goes cuts to the uh, the news the actual real news report of him of the the sorority uh, murders right and I'm like I from the story I heard that that's not real because it was a crime of opportunity from what I understand he was walking down the street basically and saw them and decided hey let's just go in and do it he didn't meet somebody at a bar yeah I have never heard one way or the other uh, I, nothing I've ever come across right, that right. says he exactly. saw these girls in a bar followed them to the sorority house did this I don't think that that happen or if it did i've never come across anything with that. Again, and i've studied it pretty once again pretty extensively and, and before i go into this once again it, it's a movie i get it that can do artistic things i got it uh the second thing is attached to that scene when he gets pulled over and arrested by the florida cops he socks the cop and runs uh from what i understand all he did was give the cop attitude and they arrested him on the spot yeah there was no running after the cop got him there was no That's hollywood being hollywood right and i get it you can add to the story i get it drama good cool whatever but once again if you're trying to say we're staying to the story what what the hell's the necessity and it yeah. didn't even pay off because he runs from the cop and then literally the next scene like he's running from the cop the cops like stop i'll shoot and then he's running and then it fades like the black and when it comes back up he's calling liz from a jail cell in florida <laughs> right so it's not like he even got away yeah so what the hell like, it added nothing to it it added, was incorrect info i don't know i mean my biggest problems with this movie watching it is one it had some serious pacing issues I just I didn't like how they rushed right through all of the. I, I thought it was going to be a biopic about him, and it was. They rushed through all everything of the except for the court. Yeah, all of the murders up to that point are done, and he's in. You know, I don't know. I, I, Not that, to mention the court scene. The court scenes. I mind you, I'm. I'm going to say this to be a positive here. The acting was phenomenal. 
The people who were in the movie and the acting was phenomenal. You know, I really did enjoy their acting. Uh, Efron he, did a great job portraying Ted Bundy. Not, did not being did. Ted Bundy. Yeah. You can't compare it. We're talking about artistic. Do it going by just acting alone. He did a good job. Uh, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed John Malkovich as the as the judge completely. Yeah. He was great. Jim Parsons did a good job as the DA. Right. You know, the, right down the list, including the fact that, like I said, Haley Joel Osment made me pop that he's in this movie. Everybody did a good... And I'm saying, the acting was very good in this movie. It was good for what it was. Right. Now, not, my, my biggest issue with Zac Efron... Here's the thing. For what he played in the movie, like, for... for being an actor in a movie, it wasn't that he was bad in the role that he was. It's again, I have studied Ted Bundy extensively. I know a lot about the case. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of interviews, a lot of clips, a lot of this, a lot of that. And Ted Bundy was this. He was always laughing. He was always very charismatic. You know, you you got a guy that when they interviewed him, did you do this, Ted? Oh, <laughs> did I kill anybody? <laughs> no, I could never do that. <laughs> The real Ted Bundy, that's how he acted. In the movie, they asked Zach Efron this. No, no, I didn't kill anybody. I'm not capable of that. I'm angry. I am going to pout and throw my fists around. And I am angry and dramatic. He didn't play Ted Bundy like Ted Bundy. He played it very dramatically, is... and he did not. He, he looked the part. He did not act the part. So it wasn't that he was bad in what he played, you know, in the role well, that he was. you know, was, artistic he, value. Yeah. Again, it was Hollywood being Hollywood. And that bugged me. Bottle. That really bothered me. That Probably more than anything else in the movie. But that, once again, that really got to me. The that, acting was the best part about this movie, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, it wasn't that it was bad. I mean, you know, acting-wise, they did a good job for, for what they were given. I, I didn't have too much of an issue with that. It's just the more, the way that he portrayed the character, I guess. It was almost like he had never seen anything about Ted Bundy and didn't know any better. I'm sure he did. But once again, you also have to remember how much of that is the director. Yeah. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're trying to... Because I thought he got certain mannerisms down. There were certain times that it was, like, pretty much identical. Uh, Some the scene where, were. The scene where he comes out of the elevator was pretty much spot on. That looked pretty similar. It was pretty, but again, pretty he was very again. dramatic in that. He didn't. He yeah, was but he laughing. Has, but, he, and... but he did have a smile on his face, and he did look like a smartass. And he, there was, yes, yeah. he was. He had a little more of an angry flair to him. But at the same point in juncture, it still, it still was, it was decent enough. Once again, you, the director might. That's what the director. They might really over dramatized right. it. So. Well, it's a crime. Like I said, it became crime, crime drama. drama. Yeah. It became a crime drama rather than like a psychological crime crime thriller, if you will. Which that's the story you, that most people wanted to see. I would assume. Yeah. And if you're going to go crime drama style, then stay with the, what you said and do it from the, the premise of Liz. And they abandoned that early in the movie, other yeah. than coming back very short clips. And then, of course, at the end. Right. At the end when she finally gets, you know, whatever out of him, which I don't know how real that is or how fit, you know, how much of that is Hollywood or real. Because I don't know that part of the story. Yeah, that and, I don't you know, know Whatever. But e if even if it's real, that's fine. It's, it, I mean, it was a fine scene, but it's just kind of like... I, I don't know. It just, the movie that I, I was pumped about this movie because I was a fan. Uh, they put out the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix earlier, and that was a really good docuseries. And I was like, Excellent. oh man, it was very good. I'm watching very it again covering. right yeah, now, yeah, actually. It's, it's very good. I, I would, I probably might give it another watch. It was very good. And I'm like, man, they're, they're going to have, they're definitely going to hit a home run with this movie. And like I said, the acting was, was great. I, I liked the actors. I thought they did a good job. I thought the story for what it was was intriguing, but they were just missing stuff. And I just think they were missing yeah, big it was parts. A little all over the they place. Rushed, they rushed through things. Like, if you're going to make a two hour movie, then let's pace it better. There's no reason why an hour, the last hour of the movie is, is, is completely in Florida in a courthouse. Like, right. that, that's not even the most, that's not even the most important part of the story. And, or it's not even the most, you know, good parts of the story. 
Like you should have done more of the build. You know, it's you know you're skipping into his killing spree uh, when he meets Liz, which is fine because they're telling it from her. If you're going to do that way, but they didn't. They moved yeah, off of it. They jumped off of it, and I don't know. It became more about Ted, which I think most people would have expected from the movie. But it was advertised as being from her perspective, and right. it just kind of was. It also it was too all over the place. When it's from her perspective, then you go, okay, we don't need necessarily the crime scenes and the right. crimes. Whereas when it's from his perspective, you're like, okay, well, if you're accusing him of something, at least give us a flashback scene or something yeah, so we understand what's going on. Because if you didn't know, if you didn't watch the, the Ted Bundy tapes, if you didn't know anything about it, you wouldn't know any better about what he did or didn't do. They don't even talk about what he did in the crimes. Like when they're interviewing him, they don't yeah. talk. They just said, these girls went missing. That's it. Literally, until you get to the Florida one, and then they they just basically tell you that they beat like when they because you, you get the real news article, it's like oh two were dead, three were injured, then another one was dead down the road, and then when they go into court, even they skip past what happened, except for oh he came outside and grabbed a, a stick and then he bludgeoned them. That was it, and he ran out the house. Yeah, they were very vague with the very uh, vague with the details to the murders. There was hardly anything about. And mind you, the movie the movie is called shockingly evil whatever you know <laughs> i can't say the whole name of the damn movie extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile thank you thank you so when you call your movie that what 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 is the most thing that's the most heinous thing he did and is killing a 12 year old girl it's the most heinous thing that he's accused of doing that we know of that yeah. he's, he's convicted of and there's a brief conversation th- that he has with liz about that and it's at the end of the movie in that conversation and she just chastises him you killed a 12 year old you killed a little girl you killed a 12 year old how what kind of sick bastard are you i left you with my daughter yep. like there's that's the only conversation they don't talk about it in their courtroom like if you're gonna turn the the jury and you're gonna do a courtroom crime drama at that point juncture, isn't that how you get your conviction? Yeah. That's how I would get my death penalty. I'd beat the shit out of the fact that he killed a twelve year old girl. Yeah, I don't know. I there there was a lot of flaws. I thought the production value was kind of low for what it was too. It, yeah. To me, it did not look. And we were you know the three of us were talking about this off air before we started recording our show this week. And uh, Ron and I actually was it Ron? It was it you and I? I think we talked about how. Um, it, it kind of looked like it was something that was more made for like lifetime. It, it didn't yeah. even feel like it was made for Netflix, let alone a major motion picture in a theater, which is what it was originally supposed I, to be. I will say this. I didn't have as much problems with the production because I think that they were trying to go for old looking kind of like, it wasn't so much that I don't think they were, go- I don't think they were trying to look for the clean look. It was shot very darkly, very base yeah, colors. It wasn't so I much that. that I don't they're... have a problem with that. It was something about it. I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't have a problem with the production. I thought the production was fine in my, my estimate. Mm-hmm. The production I thought was fine. I mean, it wasn't the greatest production, but I think that, you know, they were trying for something. Uh, I, I did look at it as more indie. It kind of had a more of an indie no, feel to it. definitely was indie. Uh, I'd like to get Derek from uh, our the Free Fighters <laughs> podcast to do the review on it instead of us, like a, an official review. Because now that I've seen it, I can tell him he can watch it because he won't be scared at all. Because this is right up his indie art house kind of like movie selection. Because that's really what all it is. Crime drama, indie crime drama, kind of artsy kind of... It's It's... It's just not what I expected, especially from the story. And especially because yeah. you were teasing it. Netflix, Netflix, go back, was teasing it as a companion piece to the Ted Bundy to tapes. To the Ted Bundy tapes, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I would have preferred if they did it right, you know, have it be, you know, what I would have done if I was directing this movie, if I was in charge of it, it would have been Ted committing these murders and then going home to Liz. And the interaction that he has after he does these things. The interaction he has when he moves away from her and goes to another state. I wanted to see him, you know, 
in action doing these things and then the way that and, he and was in his yeah. real life afterwards because you don't hear about that stuff because yeah. nobody really knows that's the story though that would be how that would be the story that would pay off especially exactly. when we're going from her view like like she might have not known this was happening but he was doing this he killed two girls at a park and then went home to her that happened in yeah. real life, so I and would have liked to see. In the even movie if you didn't show that. the, even if you, well, they talk about the girls missing. Well, yeah, and that his picture looked awful like the same, and that you find out later she's the one that calls the cops, which we know from the docu Right. Anyways, but you look at that and just alone, and you go, "That's the dynamic we should see." You don't have to go graphic. I don't even care about graphic. You didn't have to show him killing the girls. You could have just shown them him there and them disappearing like, with like him. I've seen the interaction with right, them. Right, right. No, that's what I'm saying. The, the interaction, getting him in the car, maybe the evil look. I don't even care if you would have gone all in. Right. But then I want to see him come home to her and the interaction there. Yeah. And, and and from what she remembered. Because they she remembered good times and they did show that. So I would have liked to see that scene where they're you know in the living room playing music, drinking wine. That should have been the scene after... Them, him doing that I so that way 100%. in your mind you go wow how evil is this son of a bitch that literally he just got done murdering two girls kidnapping and murdering two girls and probably assaulting them and now he's home with his girlfriend drinking wine having music laughing joking about what they're going to do in the future the girlfriend doesn't know any of this but he does. He yeah. just did it. That's what I want to see. Him yeah. going to another state, killing somebody, getting arrested. And when he's there, then his interactions on the phone with her. We got to see a little bit of it, but I want to see the full ones. Right. Like, I want to see, like, really what happened in between. That would be the story. Yeah. I don't care what happened in the courtroom. We know what happens. You know, it's, it's spoiler alert, because uh, he's been dead now for 20, what, 25, 30 years? 30 years? Yeah, 30 1989. years. Uh, no, I think he was uh, 89. Uh, 89. Yeah. So he's been dead for a, a long time. Let's just go that <laughs> way. So spoiler alert, he gets convicted and put to death in Florida. Like that's not even a spoiler, especially if you saw the Ted Bundy tapes. So I don't care what happens in that damn courtroom. Yeah. I know what happens in the courtroom. I've seen it. Yeah. Times. To me, I mean, you're going to go with a name, the name, you know, for those that don't know the judge that was played by John Malkovich in the movie, the judge actually says those words when he convicts him in Florida. Yes. You know, so that's, that's where they get the extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile name. Cause that's what he, he, he specifically says that to Ted Bundy. Um, so you're going to go with that kind of a name for the movie, whether that's the words that were spoken or not. It's a strong name. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. It's a mouthful. That's a strong name. There was nothing extremely wicked that happened this movie. There was nothing shockingly evil that happened this movie. And I certainly didn't feel like anything vile happened in this movie. That's so you're going to go with this big title. None of that stuff happened. You got great actors that were in this movie. Lily Collins, let's face it. Oh, yeah. For anybody that doesn't know who she is, she's Phil Collins' daughter. And she's a great actor. Oh, she does amazing She is really movie. good. There's a movie also on Netflix. I believe it's called To the Bone. Uh, yep. It's about her having um, an eating disorder. Fantastic. She's phenomenal. She is really good. Movie. She really is. She's really good. So like I got said, I, I John Malkovich and they James dig, Parsons. They dug deep, and I can't Jim Parsons. Remember, Jim Parsons. I can't remember his name, but he was the uh, guy who was in charge of Emerald City on Oz. He was the detective from Colorado. Okay. He just he's gotten. I can't remember his name all the time I had, but he's gotten a little older and well, put James a little Hatfield bit away. James Hetfield was in the movie. James at one Hatfield's point. in the movie. Yeah, from Metallica. Man. You had a great cast, and they acted great, but. There was just a somewhere in this movie. There was a dropped ball, big time. Right, because they didn't tell the story. I think that, that they should have told. And yeah, like I said, you didn't have to missed glor- opportunity. You didn't have to glorify the violence, but we're you're kind of promised that they're going. And then on top of that, the outrage from other things from people who saw. Like, where? Why are you outraged? Like, if anything, because they this, didn't see it and they got big mouths. If, if, 
that's gonna say, why. If, if anything, if anything, this didn't glorify him at all. You're just more confused, and and you got to know these stories so it doesn't happen again. I think the best thing that ever came out of the Ted Bundy tapes docu series was when the girl that survived the attack at the very end in the last episode. They ask her why she tells the story and why she's all right with this, including people thinking about whatever. She goes because I don't want to see it ever happen again to anybody yep. else. Because everybody puts the face on a killer, as you can tell, because they're a nut job and they don't look right or whatever. He was a very attractive and smart man, and he killed a lot of people because of such. Yeah. And and when she said that, I was like, that's what that's what you need. That's why you need to make these things. Right. I feel like you're better served watching the Ted Bundy Tapes docuseries to learn about the evil that this guy really did to avoid ever having it happen again. See the warning you signs were, you know, from other people that may be out there doing this right. too. So. And to then to ever watch this movie. Because yeah. in this movie, it doesn't glorify him at all. It doesn't really, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You, don't, you don't even see him as a criminal because they don't show you a crime. Yeah. They don't even talk about the crimes in any depth that you'd be like, oh, man, he did something wrong. You just see him in court. And just, when So when he's saying he's innocent and he's being railroaded because you have no knowledge, if you didn't know the Ted Bundy story, you'd be like, man, this is horrible what they're doing this right? Guy. Like, I'm being serious. You'd almost you almost feel bad for him because they portray it in a light that he didn't even that, that there was nothing going on right that's why you have to at least talk about the crimes and show something you don't have to go vile you don't have to go all bloody and gory and give us a right but no, you have wouldn't to have put, wanted to see that you have to but you have to put him like you have to have like the scene where he's at the sorority thing instead of being at the bar you should have had him walking by the sorority house stopping seeing somebody walk by the window walking around pick up the stick walk well, towards the house and you don't have to show anything and then else, just and then go, go to another and, scene and, and then go well go to that news clip even yeah but that puts in your head that man that motherfucker was there sorry i dropped the f-bomb you're it doesn't fine matter. And, and he did it and he did it but you don't even do that yeah. that's all i want to see i don't care like i want to know that he did the crime give the audience at you this is the problem that i had with batman versus superman if you attended the movie that the audience needs to pick up on everything on their own and you're not leading them to it then you've done a bad job as, as a filmmaker, yeah, as a content true. creator. Because if you can't tell that story, because you have to pretend that not everybody knows the story, because not everybody does. Right. You know, most of the people who watch this movie do know the Ted Bundy story. So, yeah. They're gonna if say you're the watching same, it, I would assume say, you know something they're gonna about say the it. Same, so, well, yeah. Yeah, but here. But you're going to say the same thing. that they're, Like, you're, somebody could criticize us right now talking about it. You're going to be like, well, you guys knew about it, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, here's the problem. I want to talk about the people who didn't. Because it got a lot of good reviews. So, therefore, people who probably have no idea who Ted Bundy is, millennials and such, who had no idea. It might have not watched the Ted Bundy tapes. Mm -hmm. Had no idea who he is. Because like you point out, 30 years ago he was put to death. It's not like he's part of the lexicon that we talk about right. every day. So here we are now, and they don't know anything about him. If you were watching that movie and didn't know, you might be like, wow, they're railroading an innocent guy. Especially with the way the media portrays things happening in society now. Right. Like you were like, wow, this guy really did get railroaded. Because they've never put you in the position where you saw him do anything or evidence that proved that was right. And that's that's all I that's my that's my whole biggest gripe with this movie. Should you watch the movie? If you know stuff about Ted Bundy, go ahead, give it a watch. The acting's great. Uh, you'll 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 enjoy that part. If you if you like crime dramas, you'll like it. You know you you won't think it was the like top ten ever. 
You, you won't think it's like the top 10 ever, but you know, it, you'll, you'll still like it. Uh, if I was going to point you in a direction of a crime drama that actually pays off, I'd say just watch season one of Mindhunter because season two is coming out this summer. Maybe Forrest and, Gump. I and by the way, Mindhunter <laughs> season, I'm just saying Mindhunter season two is going to include Ted Bundy. So <laughs> there you go. It's also going to include Charles Manson, a bunch of other, you Man, know, hopefully they, they execute it better. So. Oh, they will because they've, that's what they've done on the show because yeah, they actually show you the kill. It. They actually don't, they don't go too grotesque on the violence, but they, they at least show you that the, the guy is guilty. Right. You know, he's guilty when they're interviewing him. So therefore, there's no up in the air about, Hey, maybe he is getting railroaded. Right. And that's real life stories from the, the birth of the, the, uh, Crime unit. Right, right. The behavioral unit, sorry, in the FBI. So what would you score this movie if you were giving it a score? If I was giving this movie a score, oh, man. I'm going to give it a... I, I'm going to actually give it a five. And the only reason I'm going to give it a little higher is because the acting was good. Uh, the acting was good. I did enjoy the actors. I, I would say... And by the way, I'm not saying I'm giving it a point for it. I'm giving it like two or three points. Because I honestly, for the movie content alone, it's probably like a three. I'm I, I, really honestly it's probably like a three and that's being generous I would give it a five only because I thought the acting was great and I really did enjoy the actors and their portrayals and, and they did a good job and I don't want to take anything away from them because I don't think this was their problem I think even the mistakes in the acting from Efron wasn't him is probably in the direction yeah the and you're probably right I don't know if to me I'm thinking he's playing the role he should have known better but you're right it's probably the director saying okay we want you to be dramatic. Yeah, so probably you're yeah, probably right probably about script, that. So I take that I back. Think, I think everybody. I think everybody was a very good. Like you said, Lily Collins, f- phenomenal job. John Malkovich as the judge, and then they show some of the clips at the end of like the real judge stuff. Per- perfect. Yeah, Could've it was good perfect. casting for him. Uh, Jim Parsons very good because they, he kind of has a similar accent to the actual DA. Right. Uh, everybody was was good at their roles. I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, it did. Uh, I did like what they did with the Liz character when she was there because you did feel bad for her. Oh yeah. Because like you, you were like, man, she was so in love with this person, and even when when she's still fighting like the fact that she loves him it's just like man he had you so convinced that he was innocent that you love this person still even though he's the well she's dating somebody else yeah and he's the most horrible human being on the planet yeah you know like ah man it's so you feel for her and she does a great job of emoting that that's why i wish i would have saw more of that oh yeah because i think that that was where the win is instead of being an hour of the movie pretty much in the courtroom right that we've already seen and if you want to see it just go ahead and watch the ted bunny tapes because they show all those scenes in the courtroom on the show and it's the real clips because there was video on youtube too because it was the first trial murder trial like that 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 they put on cameras yeah yeah so you know, you could probably go on YouTube and find these things, these clips, if you really want to see what happened in the courtroom. So, movie so. alone, I say a three. Uh, with the acting, giving it giving it the acting is worth watching. I'll give it a five. That's why I'll give it a five. It's worth watching That's for fair. the acting. And I, I do believe that uh, some of the cast should get nominated for at least some best supporting stuff. Lily Collins should definitely get like a best yeah. supporting actress because I think, I think she did a very nice job in this movie. Efron, I don't see the Oscar hype. I don't. No, I mean, he, not he at did. All. I, I, I said he did a good job because he did do a he's, good job. But I don't see the Oscar he's hype. Too young, so. I'm just saying, I don't see the Oscar hype. Yeah. I mean, you know what? In the future, I, I will give him this. He did a good enough job that I can see him getting more serious roles and him slaying yeah, it in the future. And he'll probably be a future Oscar still, winner because he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of nice. It was refreshing seeing him in a dramatic role instead oh, yeah, of one of these right, goofy yeah. comedies, you know, buddy it's, comedy or it's something. The Leonardo DiCaprio problem. 
too young. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. on top of that, this movie wasn't the one either. No, no, no. no. But it's, it, uh, that whole thing with him, it was, oh, he's trying to chase that all the reward. Because they kept saying he's he's going to get better and better and better. And right. Because like, he's young. He's going to have more and more movies. Yeah. So you don't want to. I'm with Rich, though. This wasn't the one for no, him. Yeah. Maybe, I, I don't know if they'll be up for Academy Awards for this one. Maybe Golden Globes. But um, I don't think that he deserves it. Just uh, Lily Collins, yes. Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress. I can see that. Um, although they, they might consider her best actress because she really was the she other lead amazing. in the movie. She, she was great. Job, uh, and I'm pretty much with you on the scoring. Uh, I would have probably have said a four out of 10. Maybe I would bump it up to a five as we were sitting here talking about it. I was thinking about what would I score. It's either a four or a five out of 10. And the, again, like you said, the reason I would go so high is because of the acting in the film, especially Lily Collins. Put it this way. If you have extra time and it, you, you know, you're not sacrificing time and you haven't already seen it. I, I feel like then that's a good time to watch it. If yeah, you have extra time, you're like, hey, I got to put something on in the background even because right. technically you could walk away. I was doing laundry while I did watch some of this movie. It's a good doing laundry it off. movie. In the, I was putting yeah. it off. I mean, I paused it when I left the room, but I mean, you can I was leave folding clothes. I was, I, yeah, seriously, I was folding because I wanted to say, you know, obviously we have to review it. Yeah. So when I was folding clothes, I was still watching it because there's not a lot that happens. I mean, yeah. as long as you can hear it, you, you get what's going on. Yeah, it's definitely worth mm-hmm. the watch. It's just if you know, if you're a, if you are very much... Somebody that that is, I don't want to say an enthusiast for the serial killers, but you well, know what I mean. No, yeah, I got you. You know, if people you, are fans of that. Yeah, that's why John Wayne Gacy art sells so high. Exactly. You know, but if it's something that you're fascinated by, the Ted Bundy character and this and that, check it out. It's worth at least giving it a look so you can say you've watched it. I just, I have a feeling that if you're like us at all, you'd be disappointed with what the execution was. So, for the movie. I mean, I've offered it all so long, but let's offer one last time. If you have a different take on uh, the, the movie, go ahead and let us know. We, we're, we're, we're also, you know, if, if everybody has different opinions, the world flows on different things. You might have liked it more. You might have hated it more. We might have missed something. You know, I, I'm, I'm always game to, to find new things out. And the best way to do that and also the best way to support us, go on Facebook. Horror Zone 607. If you don't already uh, like and follow the page, what are you waiting for? Like and share our page, man. Get like, it out like, there. Come on, get it out there. Help us out. If you're already listening to this, that's the easy part. Like that's the only thing we really want you to do. Like and share. Uh, also, if you're on face, if you're on Twitter, and Instagram at at Horror Zone 607. Hey, once again, if you're listening to us, that's the le- that, that's all we ask. We'll give you this show for free. We just we just kind of we kind of want you to support us and help us grow. And also use the hashtag HC607 whenever discussing this show. Uh, also, for all of your 8122 Productions needs, it's easy. 8122productions.com. And you can uh, stream our shows. You can download our shows from there. You can get content for my our other stuff, 3 Fat Nerds and 3 Fat Nerds on Wrestling, uh, pretty respectively. There's reviews and stuff on there from everything else. There's some new stuff coming up very soon uh, we're very excited to talk about it but unfortunately can't talk too much about it until it's actually in motion but trust me in the next couple weeks you will hear about it uh and uh yeah from there you know like i said mike we, mike told you about some exciting stuff in the beginning of the show so keep your eyes posted on all of our social medias on this podcast and on 8122productions.com and before i say goodbye to you guys this week the one last thing this is going to be a little bit of a teaser for next week's show i am lucky enough for the second time in the last just no 13 months uh this weekend there's actually going to be a tour of camp nobibosco in uh, new jersey uh just outside of blairstown new jersey which is the camp where they filmed the original friday the 13th if you are fascinated with horror movie locations this one's the holy grail because it's a real boy scout camp you're not allowed there unless you get a ticket to the tour 
I was lucky enough to go there last April. I won the last available ticket for this year's tour on eBay. He got a golden ticket. Shouldn't say I won it, but because uh, I had to pay through the roof for it. But uh, I'll be taking my second tour of Camp Noby Bosco, aka Camp Crystal Lake, this Friday. So next week, uh, I'll be on. I'll be you know talking about it on the show, um, on our Facebook page, and probably on Twitter. I'll be posting pictures from the camp that I take. I know Adrian King is going to be there. Uh, this past October, the last time they did it, a friend of mine went, and they actually also had uh, the character that played um, Annie in the movie, the girl that gets killed trying to get like hitchhike there. She was there as well as Officer Dorf. So I don't know if there's going to be other. They they weren't advertised for that one, so there's no advertisement for them being there this time. Maybe they're going to be there. But Adrian King is going to be there again, so I'm going to get a chance to meet her and talk to her again. I'll tell you guys all about my trip there next week when we come back. So. Very excited for that. Uh, I'm going to walk around Blairstown again, too, and take some more pictures and videos uh, where they filmed the opening scenes of the movie, too. So very excited and uh, can't wait to share it with you guys. But uh, that is our show for this week. So we will be back next week with some more Horizon 607, and we will see you guys then. Have a good week. Have a good week.